Uh. Yeah, there's a difference between like a an unexpected third act and a post game. Yes, and a lot of games I feel like a like <sighs> Psychonauts is definitely a it, half that game is post game. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whenever when a post game is good, like when it's well done and they're really you could just keep, you could play it for another hundred hours and you know still have plenty to do. I honestly love that mm. when it's well done. When it's not and it's just like. I don't know. I feel like there's a difference between there are still things to do and there is cleanup to be done. Those are very different post games. Uh, Psychonauts is right on the line between those, and sometimes yeah, it, with a platformer, I I would always like if it, I would be uncharitable and say it's always there's cleanup and not there's still stuff to do. But it is, I I understand fully that like platformers are not my thing, so yeah. I'm just being uncharitable. And, and it's once again I am defending myself here. They're not my <laughs> thing. They're, I promise they're not my thing. Like, there are games that I... I just developed this completely unwarranted mental image of you of somebody who, like, your favorite genre is platformers and you're just obsessed with them, even though, like, yeah, they're just another I genre hate, to you. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it's it. Not, it's not It's not. an actual mental image I have of you, but it is funny to imagine that it is. I play Quake, goddammit. Um. <laughs> I play other games. Any platformer comes across my desk and I'm like, oh, Eli would like this. And you're just like, fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I in the, like the ultimate insult would be you say like hey, you know FPSs are just platformers because <laughs> you can jump. <laughs> I mean, if if any FPS is gonna be a platformer, it would be Quake with the rocket jumps, right? Pulling off those. I, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of, bullshit, kind of. Yeah. Um, I guess that could count as platform. God damn it! <laughs> oh, God damn it, Doom! <laughs> <laughs> well, now it now this is now this is something we're gonna put in somewhere. <laughs> Every game is a platformer, which is why I hate video games. (laughs) Okay, Doom, I have a secret to tell you. Okay, I'm ready. Um, I played Perfect Dark Zero. Oh, God. I went, I... I felt like my heart dropped (laughs) as soon as you said that. (laughs) Completely involuntarily. I yeah. I it's a, it was on Game Pass, like right next to regular Perfect Dark, and it's like I need and we we just finished this game. I need to I need to know. Um, you you played the non-canon, non-approved. It is is never happened. Is that how it how it's going? It's, and I, I mean, I well, they announced whatever Perfect Dark game is going to be happening at whatever whatever we were watching E three. I don't know. It some was games. It conference. was the Game Awards. Don't do there don't do go. Jeff like this. <laughs> um, so there was that that Perfect Dark trailer that was really vague, but they showed the Data Dine logo in the first second. And I was like, oh, Perfect Dark, and you were like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so there was that, and I have no concept at all of whether it's going to consider Perfect Dark Zero canon. But among people who are fans of Perfect Dark, the original Perfect Dark, and the tie-in comics and books, Perfect Dark Zero is indeed not canon yeah whether or not that's something that's going to be happening in the games i genuinely don't know but i don't know anyone who is a fan of perfect dark who considers perfect dark zero to be related in anything but name i'm i it it also like it's i feel like it also should not be related in like gameplay either because that game feels like it wants to be a third person game but it has to be a first person game because like mm. you have to press the left bumper to do like the camera zooms out and you do like a stupid roll to like avoid like getting shot or avoid lasers or something. Uh-huh. It wants to do it like so bad and 
and like they have like all the same sound effects from like the N64 game, which sounds really <laughs> bad on an Xbox. I'm sure it does. Um, also, when and Perfect Dark Zero was like almost a launch title, it, it was a launch title for the 360. Yeah. Um, and also, like that game, I thought it was broken at first because. That game doesn't let you move around when you start. You can only aim up and down, and you and I was like, "Is my controller broken?" But it turns out, no. It wants you to shoot a thing in front of you, and then you can move move the right stick around to aim. And then when you shoot these other things, then you can start moving. It does not yeah, indicate I don't, that I don't whatsoever. Know what the hell they were thinking with Perfect Dark Zero? I really don't. I my pet theory has always been that it's somehow related in a in a bad way to the fact that it was their first real game after they got bought by Microsoft and like just some terrible you know they lost the soul everybody quit who knows I the way I, I just, the way I see it is that like Perfect Dark and sixty four Perfect Dark was the pinnacle of like an N sixty four shooter. Like it like yeah. it like it Absolutely. hit like the glass ceiling for what they were trying to do. And and it works like on its own. And with this, it's felt like they were just starting over from scratch. And it yeah. and it just is the jankiest thing like ever. Also, I wanna note that the version I downloaded off of Game Pass, um you remember this wasn't recorded when we talked about this, but you remember when I told you I was trying to play Evil Within Two and the sound mix was all fucked up? Yes, because you had to log into like fucking whatever. Uh, Beth- Bethesda. Net. No, that was for like um for like uh accessibility options and stuff. Yeah, for yeah, that. yeah. Not for this though. Like I had to like put on my headphones in order to hear dialogue. Um, that happened with this game. But there was no options to adjust the mix. Like this game is not designed to go through an HDMI because I just I got to a cutscene with there are no subtitles that I could turn on, and then right. I couldn't hear any of the dialogue in it. What the hell is going on with these ports? Also, I want to say that like you've seen like what Joanna looks like in Perfect Dark Zero. Mm-hmm. She yeah, I don't know who that is. That's a different. That's person. a Dreamcast character. That's what that is. That's a character from Space Channel Five. Yeah. that's what she looks. She like. went in yeah. dark in the second level where she's wearing like a a tank top and camo pants. Like looks like a. She's ri- got fucking. She looks- selfie from Final Fantasy Eight hair where that like whips out at the end. She, yeah, this is this is the Space Channel Five. She has a absolutely. she has a crop top. And she looks she looks like she's like a selectable character from Bust a Groove. <laughs> Yeah, this is her SSX tricky uh, version. (laughs) Yeah, Joanna Dark in Crazy Taxi 4. What's up, gamers? My name is Doom, and welcome to Game of the Queer. And my name is Eli, uh, and today uh, we're discussing Perfect Dark. The original Perfect Dark. Not Perfect Dark Zero that you just heard about. (laughs) Perfect Dark Zero, which is the non-canon, terrible fanfiction version of a prequel. Yeah. Okay, like we didn't... It's the Wattpad story. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Doom and I both played through this on Xbox... Uh, not the N64 version, and we played the Xbox port of it uh, in co-op, actually. Uh, I was I played the second player. What, what was her name? Velvet Dark? I believe her name is Velvet Dark. Velvet Dark. Yeah. Yeah, I played Blonde Velvet Dark, um, and you played, like, regular was, of course, OG. Joanna. OG Joanna, yeah. OG Joanna. Yeah. Um, because I had, um, I had played it when I was younger, um, but mainly with multiplayer. But Doom, 
you have a long history with this game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Perfect Dark was a game that we, my older sister and I and my little brother, and to some extent our cousins who were in and out living in our house, um, we played Perfect Dark a lot. Obviously the the multiplayer. And it, it was one of the rare games where... Like, sometimes we would play against each other. Like, that did happen. But largely to avoid fights, we spent most of our time playing us against the simulants. Um, the fact that we could have AI opponents, like, that that were competent was, A, absolutely unbelievable at the time. But B, like, it was just so... It felt like such a load off to be able to be like, okay, yeah, it's the four of us, so we don't have to, you know, punch each other over who's looking at whose screen versus, you know, 40 simulants of varying difficulties. And some of them, there's some special sims that do specific things. And we would just do that all weekend, all day. I, I remember um, it was like a big selling point that like they had bot AI in this uh, in this yeah. game for multiplayer. And it's it's not bad. Like there are, obviously you can set the sims to be idiots, but like- They know, were kind of bad they're, when they're... we were doing it. <laughs> well, we had them on, I believe, meet sim difficulty, which is the easiest difficulty. I'm... But also like the, the multiplayer, the combat simulator in this port is like not well implemented at all. Yeah. <laughs> which we'll get into later. We, we will. But um, I did like play through like the story because I hadn't uh, played through the story. Yeah. Like I And we had, um, we, we were big fans of the story itself to, to such a degree that I don't know if this is in the Xbox version, but on the, on, on the N64 version, there's basically like a movie mode you can access where you can watch all the cutscenes that you've seen in order. So if you've played through the whole game already, you can just start with the very first cutscene and sit there for like half an hour or so and just watch every cutscene in order. And we would do that. Like, on a regular basis. It, Just sit there and watch Perfect Dark, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Do they even make sense without, like, the action scenes in between where you're playing? Um, I I want to say yes, but I it's impossible for me to separate, like, what I know from the game uh, gameplay from, from what happens just in the cutscenes. The answer is probably no, or at least mostly not. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice that, like, also, I something I appreciate about the game is the fact that they kind of took their time with the difficulty settings where the and well actually my first question I wanted to ask is like have you played GoldenEye before this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. GoldenEye was a game that we like the, we got into Perfect Dark because we were really into GoldenEye okay, and yeah. then Perfect Dark it was like, you know, we didn't know the term spiritual sequel at the time we were babies, but we were like this is the same. We could tell it was the same company and we were like so this must be a similar experience and it was you know, everything GoldenEye was, but so much better. Right. Which is all we want. Because they had, like, sci-fi shit and also the bots yeah. and everything. Yeah, Perfect Dark is w- obviously way more up my alley than GoldenEye ever was. Yeah. But, uh, I yeah. I will admit I played a lot more GoldenEye than Perfect, than Perfect Dark, but that's mainly because, like, my experience with GoldenEye was, like, you know, have friends over. Oh, when do you want to play? Let's play Perfect Dark. No, do you have GoldenEye? Because that's what they knew. Yeah. They knew GoldenEye, yeah. and it's, like... Fair enough. It became too much of a pain in the ass to try to convince people, no, this is better Goldeneye. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't have that problem because we, we only had each other. Like, none of us really had, like, out of the house friends yeah. for a long time. So I think the last time I played, it, here's the thing, though. The last time I played, like, a lot of Goldeneye was actually my, my roommate's birthday when I used to live in Orlando. Um, we, did a, we did a party for him and we made it 90s themed. Which basically meant that, like, we all wore windbreakers and drank a bunch of Capri Sun. But I set up a TV out on our porch with GoldenEye with, like, rule with <laughs> a, with drinking game rules, like, tacked up on, like, the, the door next to, next to the console. And how did that go? Um, man, I got kind of, <laughs> I got kind of drunk. Um, 
Is that your way of telling us that you did a lot of losing that day? Well, it was like it was like um, I mean, yes, like the the drinks perfectly, <laughs> they pretty much were punishment. But it was also for dumb stuff. Like it was, I think it was like if you got like most cowardly, you had to like chug whatever drink you had. Oh um, man, um, yeah, that's rough. The best part, the best part of it also was. I printed that out, but I used, like, the GoldenEye font for it. So, like, I printed it out, and I looked at it, and I'm like, this is unreadable. And then I cannot I, read this yet. And then I taped it up. Um, Incredible. Did it anyway. Hell yeah. Um, but, like, the rich, but, like, Perfect Dark, though, um, I, I had, like, a, my experience playing multiplayer with it was with someone who I was a friend with at the time, and I'm not a friend with anymore, um, who basically was, like, way better at the game than me. And we're just like, yeah, let's play together and just like take it as like an opportunity to just wipe the floor, with kick, you. kick my ass. And then I would say, I'm not having fun. Oh, and then I would get made fun right. of for it, you know. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, you losing the baby. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's never fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, as we used to tease the shit out of my little brother whenever he lost, but that's that's different. You're related. It's not the same thing. Exactly. Um, so, so, what I was getting at before is the difficulty of this game is like kind of scales. Um, like you get more complex like objectives when difficulty yeah. goes up. Even on basic difficulty, which is what we played it on for the purposes of this mm-hmm. video. Yeah, but it's like in the basic difficulty, it, like in that first level, was just oh, get to the basement. Um, right. But I know that if you play it like um, if you play on the harder difficulties, there's like other things, other like spy shit you have to do. It's like you got to hack this computer, yeah. you got to get this thing. Um, yeah. don't kill this lady. What was that? Her, her name? Uh, Cassandra DeVries, a woman after my own Cassandra heart. DeVries, who I think you and I like said that like her hair was a lot taller than the N64 oh, version. Yeah, absolutely. I, as soon as we came across her in the, in the, this, I was like, she kind of looks like shit in this. Like this, I don't get, like, I don't get any specific emotions from this version of Cassandra, but the N64 version of Cassandra fucking, she had pop, she had fucking oomph, mm-hmm. you know, she had zhuzh. She just, you look at her and she's got so much tood. And this, the the port version of her is just fucking some, you know, some old woman who's going to call you a slur at the target. Like, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. And Cassandra DeVries goes to drag shows. <laughs> the Xbox 360 port of Cassandra ha- would never besmirch the inside of a bar with her appearance. <laughs> God. That's my opinion. Um, do you... Do you think that Xbox 360 uh, Cassandra would go but try to play them off by calling them burlesque shows? <laughs> if she if she were to sate her curiosity by going, yeah, that is what she would call them. I, I also, like, I pointed this out when we were playing, but, like, that first level is the only level where there are, like, female bodyguards. Like, Cassandra. Yeah, there's... Cassandra is so girl boss, she only has, like, women bodyguards. <laughs> Yeah, the the enemies you can kill are only female. Um, in I think the the I think the two missions I'm pretty sure they appear in. Um, where you fight Cassandra's bodyguards. Yep. and then it's and just they're like all just, the they're all just they're just women dudes. in fucking yeah. They're women in like riding pants with riding boots on, armed with shotguns. And I'm like, you know what? Hell yeah! I, honestly, it was it was kind of cool and. Yeah. And like if it that had been, I'm not saying that like every enemy had to be female in this, but it's like. It's something I notice, and it feels like a pedantic thing to notice, and like in video games, and like us, but even like any sort of media where it's like, oh, all the grunts are just dudes, like, or but but sometimes you want to like you know let's fucking mix it up, you know? It's It's equality. Let me kill everybody. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to avoid like saying that because like (laughs) there's I'm sorry, but there's no way to say that without sounding like a shithead. (laughs) 
<laughs> more I, I women like drone pilots. There we go. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's it's like a it's it lends itself to get serious for a moment. It lends itself to the idea that is prevalent enough in real life that like women are like you know they need to be protected. They're too good to you know if you if you slap a woman it's like a war crime. Mm-hmm. But you know shoot a dude and who cares? Like it lends itself to this it's like disposable masculinity i don't know what else to call it where it's like i you know like oh we'll send off the boys to war because like who gives a shit but i would never a woman in combat i could she might die there and it's just so like it's you know putting women up on like like a pedestal and robbing them of any sort of agency so the real world argument there would obviously be you know people have value regardless of their sex obviously yes <laughs> and then the the video game equivalent is like you know to to avoid the real life impacts of these kinds of depictions uh yes i am going to stick with what i said earlier let me kill everybody <laughs> <laughs> it's it just in video games nsa do not interact yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just something that, like i notice like all the time and like it's also like uh cuz it's fiction. It's fucking fiction. And it's like something I use to describe this. It's like it's the Street Fighter effect. You know, it's like everyone can kick everyone else's ass, you know, yeah. and it's like unless you want to, like, get into, like, the whole this whole, like, notion of a notion of just like, how do we say this? Like, you want women to feel empowered, but not in such a way that, like, it's it's just like a sing it, that it feels hollow. I guess. Yeah. It's it's difficult. It's it's a it's a difficult like ne- needle to thread. Honestly, there's there's a, a a thing in not specifically in video, not only in video games, I should say, but in media in general, where the there seems to be this difficulty by creators that this difficulty that creators are experiencing in having quote unquote strong female characters that aren't like at the expense of the men around them basically like to be a strong female character you have to you know be a bully yeah, oh i can arm wrestle this person all that shit exactly. it's like i don't it's that's its own kind of sexism i think you can and i feel like you can say joss whedon it's okay <laughs> <laughs> well we're all thinking it that fucking <laughs> clown um and i just i feel like it's it's more interesting to have multifaceted characters of all shapes, sizes, genders, and identities that are all equally flawed. Like, I just, I feel like it's so, it's so pandering to, like, to have characters that are, you know, oh, I'm I'm the strong, empowered character because that character does things at the expense of other characters that are normally the empowered ones. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. This is not a zero-sum game. Yeah. Like, all you have to, it's like, I kind of think about like um it think about like the the movie Alien and how the fact that like mm-hmm. that movie was originally conceived with like Ripley being a male character. Um, yeah, and then they went in and decided to just blind cast everybody and it worked great. Yeah, and it's like Ripley was a female character and they did not do anything to like scare yeah, quotes don't soften change her. A fucking anything. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, it'll be difficult because uh, he has to work within the constraints of like people who can perform the stunts he wants. But I'm writing a series. No, excuse me. Uh, with my friend David, and he. Um, I'm pushing him, and he's agreeing that like every role should be blind cast completely as long as they're physically capable of the things. And when I'm writing the screenplays, I'm working to like keep pronouns out of them entirely to like enforce that kind of thing. And I just feel like unless there's a specific reason that you need a specific kind of person for a role, like a very specific good reason, I think blind casting for anything is like really the way to go. Like whoever's best in the role, period. Yeah. 
precisely. Um, anyway, we're, we took we took a big we we took a big <laughs> diversion. Anyway, Perfect Dark is uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, it's not... <laughs> it's worth discussing because like Perfect Dark does have a female ca- as character as its yeah. main character. And... And I feel like, and a primary, one of the primary antagonists is also a woman. And I feel like none of that is done at the expense of the people around them. Yeah, it's it's just like, Joanna Dark is just a, I, the, you know what, actually, going back to Perfect Dark Zero, it's um a pretty stark difference between the two. Is like, um in Perfect Dark, Joanna's just like, she's a spy, and everyone's like, oh shit, it's Joanna Dark. Um, right. Meanwhile, in Perfect Dark Zero, there definitely were times where the male guards were like, can you believe this bitch is shooting me? Just yeah. like like people called you a the guards call you a bitch in Perfect Dark also, but it's it's like you know in addition to them screaming like why me, but they'll like you know when you're shooting at them they'll just be like get that bitch, but it's not like a yeah it doesn't feel sexist when they say it. I don't know. It's it's no I I know what you mean. Like it's it's yeah. it's um it's a hard way to describe, but like it's you know it when you hear it. Where it's like yeah it's just like oh get that bitch when they're angry. Whereas like Perfect yeah. Dark Zero, it was like. Ugh, get that get that bitch it's like the yeah. the first one it's like you're on the same level as them and they just said the first thing that came to mind the second one mm-hmm. is like we have to remind her that she doesn't belong here this shouldn't right. be happening a woman with a gun mm-hmm. Ugh, disgusting yeah exactly um that's not in this we're making a big deal about this but it's not even what the where the story is I, with right it. yeah no because no, the whole nothing where we have to yeah it's just i don't know we, I we like haven't even we're like, kind of like for anyone who hasn't played like perfect dark we're kind of burying the lead which is like perfect dark is not a corporate espionage game as you might think perfect dark is yeah. a game about aliens <laughs> Yeah, I. it's a game that does a good job, much as we buried the lead, in burying the lead. I think that it's, like, it's not very long. Perfect Dark is a very short game. We could have beaten it in one day if we didn't spend, like, an hour and a half in the stupid fucking Alaska level because the president got stuck on a seam pre- and you pre- can't kill him to end the level. <laughs> anyway. Um, video game, video but, game, uh, podcast, fiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, uh, the fake president, who I don't think is ever even named. We just kept calling him Mr. President. He's just called the president. Uh, yeah. Well, pr- probably he... smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, uh, what the fuck were we going to say? I feel like it is something that, like, you know, you don't really think when you're a kid. Obviously, you were older than me when you played Perfect Dark for the first time, but I was, like, you know, a baby. Like, those aren't really things that you think about, but it's interesting to think about them now, like, as a fully functioning adult with a brain in retrospect, how Perfect Dark, like... You know, it had a quote-unquote strong female character. Two of them, if you count Cassandra as strong in her own way, which I would. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, like, I at no point is there any conspicuous dialogue on either side about, like, the fact that either of them is a woman or the fact that anybody else is a man. There's no, like, I, you know, well, of course Trent, the head of the NSA, would blah, 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 because he's a man. And I feel like if this game were made now, like, for the first time, it would just be because for whatever reason because for whatever reason this is what the culture is doing it would just be dripping in conspicuous like oh well you know girl power feminism do you know what i mean i but in a way where it's like it's fucking artificial and fake and you know carrington is gets kidnapped and you know she's like well i never send a boy to do a girl's job and it's like what just shut the fuck up i'm just preemptively angry about this fake version of the game that doesn't exist (laughs) i i i feel like nowadays it's like it would it would depend upon who you would hire to make it but i feel like it's less uh, it's less likely that that would happen um i think like the time period you're talking about where that would happen is Ironically, the period where Perfect Dark Zero was made. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I would say it. I don't know if it's over now, but it's definitely not as conspicuous as it was. I would say the the period where like that's what everybody was doing 
did come mostly to a close while I was in college and I graduated in 2015. So it has been a while. Yeah. But like, I do still see it sometimes in in like newish stuff. And I'm just, it's just so it's, like, I don't feel empowered by that. It's stupid and gross. Yeah, exactly. Um, So to get into the aliens with this. Yeah. Um, so Perfect Dark, uh, the video game. Perfect Dark, the video game. like. We don't have to pivot this hard back into it. Just like, don't feel bad <laughs> I mean, about listen, it. Listen, we don't do a lot of queer theory here on Game we of the don't. Queer, so it behooves us once in a while to talk about, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't want that to be. Things. I don't want that to be like you know, like I never intended that to be our only thing. I just intended it to be like the lens we're looking at this stuff through, even if yeah. it like just amount, even if it amounts to it, like you know, doesn't change our opinion that much, but it's still something of value, honestly. Yeah. Um, and and so. <laughs> So, can we just talk about Elvis? Like, let's just get to Elvis. <laughs> Elvis hits different now when you're an adult and you're like, oh, don't be, don't be an American weeaboo. That's not, <laughs> um, that's not a good look, Excuse, Elf. Excuse me, uh, a freeaboo. In a, I was going to say a marabou, but freeaboo is a way better. I didn't come up with freeaboo, but like, that's absolutely... Uh, that's a good one. I've, I, yeah, something Elvis, I've heard. I do, I do love Elvis still, like as a character, big fan. I think he's adorable. Yeah. The noises he makes, the you know, yeah, it's so good. Elvis is just like, by uh, the way, like for those who don't know, Elvis is like one of those like like one of those gray like big eye like yeah. aliens. Just the but right... not one of the tall ones. He's short. He he's is like very a short, short, gray, and he wears like giant head Chuck Taylors. <laughs> like he's just yeah, he's wearing tennis shoes and. Uh, Towards the end of the um, main story and in the combat simulator, he's wearing like a, it says waistcoat. The costume is called waistcoat, but it's basically a unitard, <laughs> um, like a one piece swimsuit. That's an American flag on the front. It says Elvis on the back. I'm pretty sure it's a waistcoat, but like because of the way the textures are. Yeah, it absolutely looks like a swimsuit. And also because yeah. of his fucked up like body proportions, it looks like a, <laughs> That's true. His like proportions are like a one yeah, piece swimsuit. Fucked up the way an aliens would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, like you think that you're doing some sort of like spy espionage spy stuff, but it turns out it's like, hey, how do aliens get introduced? I don't even remember how it happened. Um, well, the the primary like the framing device at the very beginning is just uh, you're Joanna Dark. You work for the Carrington Institute, which is basically like a non governmental black ops. Like you're a spy, but not for the government kind of a deal. Um, you're you're working in a private military company, effectively, but like one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah, um, like we'll get to and, that later. Uh, and you are being sent in to rescue a person named Dr. Carroll from a company oh, called Data Dr. Carroll, forgot about him. <laughs> and uh, so. Dr. Carroll's just to... a laptop. Yeah, Dr. Carroll is an AI, which you don't know. None of you know. You just. Uh, you get a. The, the pretext that you don't really get in the game is that Dr. Carroll sent out a message that was like. Um, I have this information about this shit that Data Dines up to. I'm being held prisoner. If you rescue me, I'll give you this information, basically. Yeah. Uh, so then I, you go in to rescue Dr. Carroll. Dr. Carroll should have been the first like indication that like something's fucky. Something else is going something's on. Something's yeah. fucky so about to, this game. <laughs> you go to rescue Dr. Carroll, who turns out to be a, a uh, basically yeah, a laptop with an AI inside Which, like, of it. Which uh, the, uh, the eyes on the screen of the laptop are way too close together. Yeah, the... The laptop, the Dr. Carroll laptop is one of many things that I just genuinely think looked better on the N64. Oh, 100%. Just, absolutely. Just, it looks way less jank and creepy um, on the N64. The The proportions are better. I don't know. It's just all around not a good look on the Xbox 360 port. Um, but, uh, so you're doing all that bullshit. Dr. Carroll eventually gets taken back by um, Datadyne. They kidnapped Carrington, all that shit. So you go break in to try to get him back or something like that. And you see in a cutscene, um, 
uh, Diana is taught or not Diana. Um, Cassandra is talking to this big, tall, blonde, like Scandinavian dude. And she's just like, you know, let's get this shit figured out. Um, and he's talking and his deep voice is like, we'll help you get your shit figured out, basically. All very ominous. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's all you know. And then in the process of like all this rescuing, all this backstabbing going on, there's this B-plot going on where Trent, the head of the NSA, Trent Eatston, is trying to get the president, known only as the president, to lend him the use of a government submersible to like do some shit inside the ocean. He doesn't want to. Trent plans to have him assassinated and replaced with a clone. Um, in the midst of all of that planning, you get a message from Carrington who's like, hey, just FYI, aliens are real, and um, ali- uh, there's an alien, uh, there was a crash landing, and all the aliens were taken to Area 51. Uh, and, Area uh, 52. Right, of course, legally distinct. <laughs> um, and uh, you have to go rescue them, and Joanna's, it's no, never mind to her. She's like, yeah, totally, we'll do. And you get there, and they're great. She's not paid to ask Elvis. questions. Right? Um, Elvis is there about to get autopsied and you rescue him and you find out that the uh, Mr. Blonde there there's several of them and they're all cloaked like uh, they're, they're all aliens. Like, like a, it's like a it's like a fake um, it's like a cover. What's the what's the fucking hologram? It's like a hologram <laughs> that covers their big green like reverse reverse need like a dog's back legs bipedal forms they're called the skedar and the mines and the skedar have been at war forever and the skedar are basically like using the skedar the who of Earth. Uh, like elvis's people are called the what the mayans the mayans m-a-i-a-n-s yeah uh, you pronounced like the mayans like the earth mayans yes um I mean, I believe so. I don't think anybody ever actually says it. It could be Mayans, which is equally as stupid. But anyway. <laughs> whatever. Like it's so, yeah. Elvis yeah. people and then you are, are suddenly embroiled in this intergalactic war. <laughs> yeah, which like ultimately culminates with you going to their planet to assassinate their leader. Yeah, you go to the Skedar home planet. Um, Cassandra Deriz goes out like the boss ass bitch. I knew she was. And then you, uh, yeah, you just, you kill the leader, the Skedar king, on what is, what even Elvis says is a holy planet to the Skedar. Yeah. You impale the king on, um, basically like the cross of his people. And, uh, and then the Mayans carpet bomb the planet. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Like that's, so it, like it already started out kind of dodgy by being an extra military, like secret spy, like organization. Yeah, which is again not something that I really thought about as a you know as a kid. Why would you as an adult? It's like right, and then as as somebody who you know who is of the age or older that I should have been when I played this game in the first place, it does hit different that there's just yeah, like the only government's presence in this is the incompetent president and the head of the NSA who's trying to have him murdered. Yeah, everybody else is extra governmental. They're not government employees. at all and also like i feel like joanna has remarkably easy time sneaking onto air force one um yeah she really does like all she she, really she just like she puts on a disguise just walks into like a fucking a stewardess's outfit and is on air force one yep and she just gets in and she's like mr president and he's like he and at no point he was like you're british what are you doing here 
right? He's just like, what do you, you know, I don't believe you. And then you play a recording that you got in a previous episode of Trent meeting with the Mr. Blondes being like, yeah, I'm totally going to kill the president. And he's like, wow, my life is in your hands. And it's like, you're not going to call the Secret Service or anything? No, the Secret Service, uh, uh, we shot all of them, um, basically. No, because they specifically say in the uh, the mission where we're going to rescue Elvis, or maybe the one before it, they're like, uh, you can kill the NSA agents, but the Secret Service are just doing their job. They don't know about the plot. Don't kill them. So theoretically, they should have been able to help. In theory. Because if you kill any of them, you fail the mission. That's a good point. That's a good point. I forgot about yeah. that. Um, if, here's the thing, though. Like, the, that sto- the story honestly feels like it was one thing. And then, like, halfway through, they're like, what if it was about aliens? And then they just yeah. went with it without editing, like, the first part, which is like... Yeah. Which I feel like... Obviously, it, it, I didn't mind when I was a kid. I didn't really register that it seemed kind of out of nowhere. And it works as an interesting enough, like, it's, oh, you thought it was going to be this, but now it's, it's this. It's a schlocky, but like, I, B, it, it's a B-movie. That's what it, it is. It really is a B-movie. I feel like it could have been executed, obviously, much better had the game been a lot longer. But, you know, you can only do so much with the N64. Mm-hmm. I do feel like, like, given all things being equal, if I could choose, I would have preferred a you know, a, a, a corporate espionage cyberpunk game through and through. I think that would have been better. That's kind of, that's my bag. But I do love Elvis, and I think that's the the alien plot is interesting enough, you know? It's good for what it's good for, which is, like, it's a plot there to get you in front of weird things to shoot, basically. Yeah. And it's enough of a and plot like, to... And, like, you do get some really great weapons and shit. Yeah, like, it does justify, like, the alien weapons you get later, where, like, you're, you're like, like taking, like, spheres and they're absorbing into the gun. Yeah. Um. Or like there's a the mauler with the fly by wire thing. There's that grinder, the, grind, the reaper the, that's the alternate mode is just grinding you. Um. The um. The Farsight, <laughs> as well. The farsight, of course, everyone's favorite slash least favorite game we or sh- weapon. We should explain the Farsight is a sniper rifle that lets you shoot through walls, and yeah. it like tracks like people through like um through like a heat like sensor sort of thing. Yeah. Um And is extremely cheap to use in multiplayer. Yeah, it's overpowered. One or two hits, even to the torso, will take a person out. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, theoretically speaking, set up in a nook with proximity mines everywhere, right over a proximity we'll mine spawn. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> the far side is one of the weapons that when we were doing multiplayer, it was off limits just because it caused too many physical fights. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you use, on the, use on the simulants, though. Fuck them. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. I will say though, like um, I mentioned this like in the in the cold open, but like uh, I really feel like this was just a refinement of what they started with uh, Goldeneye, and basically what they ended up doing was optimizing the best version of what you could get for an N sixty four FPS. Like, yeah, I feel like Perfect Dark was the best thing it could have been Mm -hmm. given the resources available at the time precisely like you know using like the c stick to strafe using like the left stick to like look to like move around and everything and it it, and like you have to hold down the l button in order to uh be able to hold to be able to aim like you know free look when aiming but like it it's really janky but it works like yeah it work it's like enough that like that like uh Obviously, when you start playing it, you have to get kind of like used to it. You'd be like, because for me, I'd be like, oh, right, there's no run in this. When I click in the left stick, I don't run. It makes me crouch. Yeah. It does the opposite of what I want to do. Yeah. Um, you have to get used to the fact that like there's secondary secondary fires for all the weapons, um, yeah. which is which is honestly one of the coolest parts of the game. 
I, right? Every gun has something special. I mean, some of those are just pistol whip, but like, yeah. you know. It, the, the dragon being like you you throw down and it's a proximity mine, which then you can right? be lured to like lure people in multiplayer to picking it so up. So good to use that in multiplayer mm-hmm. <laughs> to fuck people over. Or the, la- or the laptop gun. Bar oh, none. yeah, sentry gun. Bar none. Laptop gun is one of my favorite weapons in all of video games, like all of video right? games. You never really get to see like the idea that theoretically it looks like a laptop. Like when you equip it, you can see it unfolding and it makes its, you know, sound. But like it, you you never see it looking like a laptop, which I always felt kind of cheated. Mm-hmm. But like the concept of it was cool. And the fact that the alternate fire is a deployable sentry gun, like it's nothing could be better. It's so fucking cool. Like honestly, like that's, very, that's the very pinnacle cool. of spy shit. Not the stupid like... Not the stupid, like, uh, can't, can't spy, ant, sp- what is it called? The cam eye? The, the spy cam. The spy cam. is it, No, it's like something eye. Oh, the the, the cam spy. Cam yeah, spy. Yeah, called. there we go. It's not yeah. the cam spy. It's not like the fucking, um, the, the fucking, uh, seeing the dark, like night vision goggles that we have to equip yeah. for la- for cloaked enemies or anything it's like no laptop yeah. gun that's the kind of spy shit i like you know yeah just sure. <laughs> in a modern day version joanna's like macbook becomes it becomes a thing <laughs> yeah. yo could you imagine this game like with when like a game the, the next game is going to be made in a world where smartphones exist so there better be some cool shit with that some kind of smartphone gun some maybe honestly like maybe. like a derringer but like but for well for they phone. already make spoiler in real life they already make um guns that are made to look like cell phones i think that's a, a really good way to get yourself killed personally but oh my god <laughs> They're like single shot. They're not good. Like you would be better off just carrying a Derringer up your sleeve. But they do, they do exist. But this is a sci-fi video game where, yes, you could definitely have a laptop gun the size of a fucking. Well, you know. Well, it's a sci-fi game, iPhone. so that would just mean that like um you would download an app and then a laser shoots out of your phone, not a bullet. Hell yeah. There we go. She would have. She'll have like a um a phone that was built by the Carrington Institute where you know you you download apps to swap out lasers. And oh my and god, shit. yes. Uh. Do you think, do you think that like, uh, okay, so something else, um, I'm going to go back to Perfect Dark Zero for a second. Um, something, well, something they draw a lot of fucking attention to in, uh, Perfect Dark Zero is the fact that like, Joanna like always has like, like manicured nails. Like she just has really Mm -hmm. long pink nails and like, she's always like checking her lipstick and shit like that. And it's just like, and it makes me think and it's like, okay, are we going to get a lipstick with a laser in it. I mean, that that is like, I'm fully, fully for like, <laughs> quote unquote, feminine products. Um, you know, <laughs> lipstick, uh, lipstick, that's a gun, mm-hmm. uh, compact, that's a laser. I'm completely down for all of that stuff. I'm realizing. I would get caught in an instant with any of those because they'd be like, why would you have a compact? I can see that you don't have any yeah. makeup on. I'm, but Joanna could pull it off. I'm realizing right now all the shit I'm describing, this is just on the show Totally Spies. They've already done yeah, this. Yeah, as soon as I said a compact that's a laser, I've never, I didn't watch Totally Spies, but I've seen GIFs sets of it and i'm i'm imagining like there was like there were lasers and they were using a compact to like redirect the lasers in a way that conspicuously would not work in real life no what it was what it was is that two like clover set up two compacts in front of compact mirrors in front of each other fired a laser that reflected between the two of them and then turned the compacts towards the door to, to shoot them Honestly, incredible. I'm obviously I'm not mad. I think it's very funny. Had I watched Totally Spies, I don't doubt that I would have loved it. It's a bad show. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it, it's it was designed for a bad show for children. 
anyway, uh, so yeah, like a. I will say that, like, um, even though, like, the controls were a little jank with it, like, uh, some of the weapons feel really good. Like I said, laptop gun feels good. The magnum feels really good. Because, like, like a good video game magnum should just, like, feel like you're going to blow a hole through the wall every time you shoot it. The magnum feels the way that the shotgun should. The shotgun feels... The shotgun is bullshit. Too, like, loosey-goosey. It's... Like, it doesn't have the crunch, the punch that you need from a shotgun. It's... But the magnum really does. It It sounds good. It feels good. Mm-hmm. The shotgun sure. feels like it fires, like, a... Like, the way the graphics are, it looks like you're shooting, like, a full slug. And not, like, a yeah. buckshot from it. Yeah. And that's no good. That's no good. Yeah. Um... God, I'm, I remember I got, like, really excited in one of the missions, like, ooh, I have the shotgun. You have the other thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm never shooting it, and right. I'm like, this fucking sucks. Oh, right? my God. Yeah, it's not a good shotgun. Oh. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. It sounds fine, but, like. um, Something else I want to mention. Uh, we mentioned how uh, if you do the harder difficulty, there's, like, other, like, uh, stuff, other, like, objectives you have to do. Yeah, bonus objectives. Uh, well, not bonus, because, like, they're they're only bone, they're only, they're not bonus because they're not optional. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. There are more objectives, too. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is, is that, like, if you're playing on one of the easier difficulties, those objectives are still in the level, and you could still yeah, interact you can still with them. still do all of that stuff. It just doesn't do anything. It doesn't. Which can really fuck you up if you're like, well, this thing is letting me interact with it. Clearly, I must need to do it Precisely. for something. And you do, but not on the difficulty you're on. And there's no so, indicator. Which is a problem we ran into a lot, because I know the beginning of that game really well, and the end of that game pretty okay. But the middle of it was the part we played the least, and I was just constantly like, I don't fucking remember. And we we played it on every difficulty. So like, you know, I'd be like, I know I have to interact with this thing. I don't know if that's on this difficulty or not. Well, and that, that messed us up a lot. You played those least because like, they're the most boring fucking levels. Like you alluded yeah. to it. Like there's a level where after Air Force One crashes, you're at a crash site in like the Alaska. worst, yeah. the worst like untextured snow level ever. Like, yeah, it's just there's a lot endless. about Perfect Dark that did not age well, but that mission really is the pinnacle of it. Like, the level design is just so N64 era. I think, I, I, <laughs> and it, it I, didn't, they didn't do anything with the assets to make it visually distinctive enough to not literally feel like you're walking around like a test level it was so barren yeah i and so windy it sucked i definitely said it looked like an un- untextured unreal level or something like that yeah um, and it it does that crash site is the worst mission in that it really game. is and like but there's a lot of like cave corridors that look exactly the same too yeah. um and also, like, the level soon after that, where we're on, like, that, that like, aircraft carrier or, like, submarine. Well, no, it was a submarine. Yeah, when we're, when we're in the Pelagic 2 and then the all the, all the, the, thing, the, sh- the alien ship connected to it, both of those missions are very samey. They all look the fucking same. And it's, like, they're so big, too. And yeah. so because they're so big and because they look the same, there's a lot of just running around, not knowing what the fuck to do or where to go which could easily be resolved by the addition of a mini map there's no fucking mini map there's There's a radar but no you have a radar it's a motion tracker or fucking actually have or fucking waypoint something yeah anything but yeah not yeah it's so much we would have been done with that game so much quicker oh yeah we we would have finished it probably running we're just running around humping walls trying to find whatever what we have to do next we we beat this over the course of two evenings and two successive weeks yeah so we played two we played the first one we got stuck on that like a we got our our night ended on the first one on the crash site level because we spent like two hours there (laughs) 
and it's not a hard level it's just that it's it's difficult when the president gets stuck on the geometry when you're trying when you're trying to escort him to elvis you can't see shit because like the textures are like you just you get lost a lot so there's that and then um the president when we finally did find him we were leading him out of a tunnel and he got stuck on a seam that there was no there was nothing we could do to knock him out of it and the game wouldn't let us like damage him in any way to try to like you know f- knock him with like a distant explosion a little bit out of the way so we just had to we had to restart and we were like you know what i think that's enough for today yeah and we'll get back to this next week and we came back the next week still spent a bunch of time but st- we still got lost a bunch but we did we knuckled through when we finished and then we then we played a little bit of multiplayer, which is like combat simulator. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, um, the way I want to describe the multiplayer. It's like it's it's a lot of fun. It honestly feels like the reason to play the game. Um, mm-hmm. and, but it's not fun in a in a oh we're competing with each other sort of way. It's yeah. It's a toy box basically. Yeah. Which is how, like, at the end, I was, I was like, let's, let me set up the match where we are, what weapons we have, and I'm gonna try to do all this stuff that we used to do in the N64 version and see how much of it is still possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it is not, unfortunately. They removed a lot of the fun stuff, but that's how, like, what we would end up doing uh, when we were playing Combat Simulator more often than not is if we were playing with like just us. We would be playing specifically to fuck around. We were testing the limits of the game, what the game would allow us to do. Mm. And if we were playing, quote unquote, competitively, it was us versus, you know, a dozen simulants. Right. Um, And like the thing also with that game is just like the fun, the fun in the game does not come from like, you know, "Ah, I got more kills than you or anything. It's more like it's more like it's more like you alluded to it before. Um, throwing down a bunch of proximity mines in a in a hallway and luring someone to run down after you and just keep blowing yeah. themselves up on it. Yeah, and you have proximity mines right there spawning where you are, so you can just do that forever. It's or it's like throwing a laptop gun above a door, so when someone runs through it, they just get blasted from behind. That's the move. You got to throw it above a doorway behind people or like in a nook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, or it's just like you know booby trapping like a booby trapping a bunch of like uh doorways with a bunch of remote mines and waiting in a big yeah. open area and someone runs through and you detonate all of them. <laughs> yeah, then the whole room goes up. Yep. Yeah. And then you just have a bunch of like paintball splatters all over because I'm yeah, gonna put it out the there. Stuff. If you play Perfect Dark or even Goldeneye for that matter, with paintball mode off, you're doing it wrong. Um right. Coward. I, I also or are you afraid to have fun? Yeah. And also I feel like paintball mode is the only thing that fucking saved me from getting hopelessly lost in some of those levels. Oh, absolutely. You gotta, you gotta tag like, well, I know I've been here because there's a wall of, a line of paint. It was literally the only thing that like kept me going with it. But yeah, like the multiplayer is, um, it's basically spy versus spy as in like mad magazine spy versus spy. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's such a good time. If you're doing it right, I say, obviously it's a large, a large problem we experienced is that for whatever reason, and I, I know it wasn't the internet because like I'm, I'm hardwired into the internet on my Xbox, and, uh, and the internet we have here is good, and so it's not like a connection problem. But there was like on my end, it seemed like there was no lag. I could move seamlessly, but you and also the simulants for reasons completely unfathomable to me were lagging so much it was almost impossible to shoot any of you and it sounded like you were experiencing exactly the same thing on your it end. was really fucking difficult to try and yeah. to try and shoot you and i and i don't understand like what 
is what is the de- why is it like that other besides other than just poor optimization obviously which is what it is but like when multiplayer is like the reason people played perfect dark really like the story was for when you you know you didn't have anyone to play against or you were bored of fighting uh mm-hmm. fighting your siblings you played the story for a while um but like combat simulator was it like 95 percent of my perfect dark memories are of us fucking around in the combat simulator and i can't imagine implementing it so poorly it's possible that it worked better on the actual 360 i'm a, i'm on the xbox one and you're on the xbox 47 so like uh, it's possible that because we're technically playing emulated 360 like that's the problem it, but I, there, I there's a, there's a lot of failure points potentially for this um yeah. so anyway it was not good yeah it, it was it wasn't great but like also like it kind of didn't matter like just because yeah. like that's we weren't there to get like an accurate like who's better at playing this game sort of experience. It wasn't like yeah, we're just fucking around. Yeah, we were just fuck. We were just fucking around. Like you know, it, how many times when doing this were we like, hold on, I want to try something. Yeah, constantly. I would be like, oh wait, I'm remembering this thing we used to do. Like, come into this room and let's set up this thing and see if it still works. Precisely. And usually it didn't. But like, yeah, oh, the fun of it, it is is fucking around with the game. Exactly. It's. Uh such a fucking mess so i know you have stories about like this game so <laughs> please regale me i i well the i just want to go down like the list of shit we used to do and how much of it is still possible in the version that we played so back on the n64 um the the things that we would do in combat simulator include uh seeing if you could fly the there's a a rocket launcher called the slayer which is the alien rocket launcher it's alternate fire is a fly-by-wire rocket which you fire and then your camera goes to the rocket and you control the rocket's speed direction it has a maximum range but it's pretty long that kind of thing and we tested what is the maximum range um there's another map where you can where like the whole sky is wide open and we would see like how far above the map you can get before it explodes the rocket but more importantly um we wanted to see if you could fly the rocket in between somebody's legs if they were stationary and you can and the answer is yes you could you did it and with you me can, that's one thing that did still. work yeah yeah you can still um so the hitbox is still you know, include that space or don't include that space in between the legs. Yeah, I am. Uh, I definitely was like, hold on, let me try it. And then I, then I intentionally <laughs> exploded it at your feet. Like one does. Mm-hmm. Um, Which got no reaction from me. You were just like, yeah, when that happens. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's I've played video games before. That's how it goes. You, you, uh, you're, you're immune to griefing. Absolutely. Um, you can't troll me. Uh, the, uh, another is you could set grenades, uh, remote mines, any kind of explosives, uh, you could put it on an ammo box and when you detonate it, the ammo box would move. And if you picked it up in the new place, it would respawn in the new place. So what we would do is that includes if it was in the air. So you, you would, this would have to be usually a two person job. You explode it. And then the second person runs in while it's in the air and picks it up. And then it responds in that position, which was really great for like hiding the ammo pickups in like corners and shit. <laughs> Um, but also just for like, you know, everybody goes through and finds an ammo box. We move all the ammo boxes, like just so that they're in weird in midair places. And then we're like, okay, and now we go and we play the match for real, but all the ammo is in fucked up places. Yeah. Um, um so, so that, that reminded me, reminded me of how like this game doesn't have a jump. So, uh, for a yeah. conversation that is not on here, this game does not count as a platformer. Um, <laughs> Just in case you guys were wondering. Yeah. Um, also, that, but that reminded me of a bit of jank that happened in the last level that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> it's so, it's, you're so floaty in ways that are potentially extremely frustrating, as you will hear. And, and it's like, 
It, but one of the things that the game is like you can't like some edges it just doesn't let you walk off of because almost all edges almost all edges but almost in the last level there's this ravine you have to walk through and for some reason you can fall into it and die yeah and I and fell into the... it and died and since we were playing co-op if you die you can revive but you take a big chunk of your health of your health of your teammate yeah um which it, made the uh... final boss a real fucking pain in the ass for us. <laughs> It sure was. To the point that um, I, when I died and I was like, you know what, Doom, you got this. And I just did, I just <laughs> wa- spectated you while you took care of the end yeah, of it. Yeah, spectator mode. Um, what's interesting about the, interesting maybe isn't the right word, it, about the being able to walk off ledges and die or not thing is just like, it's so, in that specific part in the end, um, not only can you fall into a ravine for potentially if you haven't deliberately walked into the ravine in that one place in Alaska, because um, there's a lot of ravines in there you can't fall into. If you've never done that, you would have no reason to think you can fall into the ravine there. Mm-hmm. That's basically the halfway point of the level, if not a little bit further. Yep. Um, there's And you can die in a way you never have before. And you have to, to access the ravine, you have to go down a ladder or just kind of fall off a platform. And you have to be real careful about it because your movement is very floaty in a way where like when you land, you do slide a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to accidentally literally bounce yourself off the wall into the hole and die. And it's extremely frustrating. Uh, it's also frustrating too, because sometimes there are like edges there just like look like sheer cliff faces that you have to climb up to continue in the like yeah, and there's no jump there's no handholds you would have no reason to know we got part of the reason we got stuck so long at the crash site map is because i was like i know i came back this way but this is a sheer cliff i know i this must not i must be missing something and i ran around for fucking 20 minutes and then you came down from the other side and you were like yeah no you can climb up here and it's like this is such bullshit i hate yeah. this map it's 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 because there are definitely like things that are like like a knee high sort of sort of uh like like thing that yeah. i should be able to step up onto but i can't but then here's this this like 75 degree angle that's taller than me but i could climb up it yeah no, without like it, you know having to sacrifice the movement of your arms for any kind of animation because there is no such thing you just run you run up it as if as if it weren't there and you just it's, clip it's right up there yeah insane. it's that's it yeah. it's it sucks it's, it's this is what i mean when i say this game is trash this is what i mean when i say this game is janky like yeah it's it there's just stuff about it where like it just really did not age well and they didn't bother to fix any of that yeah but like i said Um, like it's that's just like you know just what it was like that it's yeah it was the best possible version of this game you know because like i said it was on it was on n64 it was like yeah um, and it was great, obviously, on the N64. It, like, there, there's even more stuff that we did that I haven't talked about. Like, the yeah. sticking remote mines on the weapons, which I tried and doesn't work. Um, oh, yeah, that's If you right. stick a remote mine on somebody, or any, even if it's a, or a timed or a proximity mine and they put it away fast enough, if you put a mine on somebody's weapon model, like, uh, the, you know, you have your character model and you have the model of the weapon, if they put away their weapon, um, it goes away and you you pull the weapon back out and the mine is gone. It's just disappeared. Uh, the way they fix that is that weapons no longer have collision detection any- anymore. Unfortunately, I tried to throw one on your gun and it just goes right through. Yeah. Clowns. Wasn't also like if they switch weapon, like they still have the mine on them and you could still detonate it. No, if if the if they put the weapon away, the mine is gone. Bullshit. Absolute yeah. bullshit. But it, but they do. Um, another one that they changed is uh, once you die, your model is no longer interactable with. Which is uh, there used to be an exploit in the original where if you throw a poison a poison knife into the corpse of somebody who had died. <laughs> when they respawn, they are taking poison damage. 
um, the way they fixed that is that you can't interact with the character model after it's died anymore, which I get it. That was technically an exploit, but it was very funny to do. Yeah, it's... And I feel like I uh, fixing exploits in this game, like, misses the point of the game. Right? Like, and it's so... Like, it, it got to the point where, like, if there were combat knives in, in the weapon roll, for whatever reason, because we picked them or because we were on random, like, everybody understood that that is going to be what is going to be happening, and you just have to live <laughs> with it. Like, I can do it to you, but you can do it to me, too. Listen, it's equality. It's all fair game. It's just like if there's laptop guns, you gotta, you're, you're gonna be walking around the edge and you're just gonna get fucking blown away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're gonna have to be real careful about uh, whether or not you're walking into an open area. If you see a dragon, you better have a gun on you to shoot it to make sure <laughs> to make it's sure real. To make sure it doesn't explode. Yeah. yeah exactly. Which, so it's like it's you're gonna give up shit. your position by hearing gunfire when you go to yeah. pick up this weapon or you can risk it all and try to pick it up and still and get exploded. It's, yeah, it's a secondary fire. Somebody put it there and it's a bomb. Congratulations. Yeah, good work, buddy. Um, what, right? And uh, a way that you could pull that off is because the guns would move just as well as the ammo when you blow stuff up to move them. So you could blow the dragon away so that it's in a corner and put a fake one there and it's a bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, my memories of Perfect Dark uh, Combat Simulator are... Uh, in for reasons that will be clear when I explain them, um, they are com- indelibly tied to the Matrix for me. When mm. I think of one, I tend to think of the other. And the reason is, um, perhaps unsurprisingly, my older sister and I were obsessed with the Matrix when it came out. Again, something we were way too young to be into, but were completely enthralled with and would talk about and think about nonstop. Um, so you can, uh, at least in the N64 version, you can rename uh, like colors so that they're specific teams. And so what she did is she went in and renamed like red was the uh, red was the resistance, um, blue, red, yellow which was the color we always made Sims was the agents, um, blue was the humans you know all that shit and they were all renamed to be Matrix appropriate and so when I think of playing Perfect Dark I still like that was from like the very first day we played it that was always what she would do and those names get saved because it's saved on the cart. And so when I think of playing Perfect Dark, I don't think like, oh, I'm on blue team, I'm on red team. I think, oh, I'm on the agents team and we're fighting the resistance. Like, I know it's not, but it feels somehow like it's a Matrix video game just because that's how we would play it and talk about it for so long. Did you? So it would just be, did y'all have it would cool, be us. Did y'all have cool Matrix names for each other? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, she might have had one for herself, like in her mind, just like any of us would have. But no, we didn't. Uh, we didn't have like hacker names That's... other than, you know, other than the handles that we were using on the Internet in general, which, to be fair, is what is going on in the Matrix. But That's uh, fair. Yeah. You know. uh, you see the new trailer? Uh, I have not. I specifically have not watched it. I'm not going to okay. watch anything about it. That's until the movie that, you know what? The, you're, that's that's fair. I I get that. Yeah. Um. All right, just just wondering. I was just like, <laughs> it's just like, ooh, tangent. Like, nope, dead end. Sorry, uh, sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah, if it's if it if there's a movie like, especially if it's like a a franchise movie, like a sequel to something that I that is a franchise that I f- have genuine like feelings about, and another movie is coming out, I will deliberately avoid anything. I didn't see any trailers for Dark Fate before it came out. Mm. I didn't see any trailers for um The Last Jedi or or the Skywalker. Um, or, or what? What was that? They came out. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. Um, um, Indy and I used to go to the theaters like every Thursday, obviously mm. before the pandemic, because yeah. there was like two dollar two two dollar Thursdays or whatever. Oh God, and, so um, good. And uh, I would take uh, he- uh, headphones with me, like ear- earbuds with me, so that I um, could have them on. And if a trailer came on that was for a movie I didn't want to know anything about, I would like look down and turn on the music so I couldn't hear it, and she would tap me when the trailer was over. Um, How nice. Oh, nice. So oh. I, uh, 
I, I try to avoid. I don't do that with a lot of things. Like, I don't necessarily think that that's something that's necessary for every kind of thing I'm interested in. But but some I, movies, I like, you're like, you want to go yeah, in clean. You, just, you know, trailers will give up more than I want to know, which is anything. That's, I want to go in completely blind. That's fair. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, actually, you know, here here we go. We're still on the Matrix tangent here. Uh, sure. How you feel about Matrix Reloaded, the second one? I really liked it. Okay, um, good. Me well, too. Um, the What's interesting about The Matrix, I, I have a thought about doing some kind of essay about this, is obviously I was fucking obsessed with the first, my sister and I both. Like, she had a laminated poster of it in her room. Laminated? As long as she lived in that house. Yeah, we all had, our posters were all laminated because the, uh, the Office Depot would do it for, like, pennies and uh that way they last forever mm-hmm. um so i still do that even today i mean i had to do that when i worked there so and let me tell you um <laughs> large format laminating is a pain in the ass but <laughs> I, I believe it um but so she had that poster until she moved out i think my little brother has it now but um it's, it's an heirloom but uh so we were obsessed with it we went to see reloaded when it was new in theaters and i remember really liking it and again i was young so it's possible mm-hmm. that i was like young and stupid no um but then i well i have a point to that and then um and then revolutions came out and i watched it and i remember being like pissed off like oh, i can't believe they did this this sucks so bad i can't believe they would end it like this and then watching all of these flash animations from like you know the old flash animators legendary frog that kind of thing um they would do these uh these big matrix parodies making fun of like how stupid it all was and oh my god i can't believe it ended this way how cringe and just you know enjoying those for what they were and then uh a few years ago like three years ago indy had never seen reloaded or revolutions and i was like oh you should let's watch through them i remember hating uh revolutions and then reloaded in retrospect after revolutions but i remember really liking the first one so we watched all three and i was like i don't know why i hated these so much reloaded and revolutions are both really good movies like i don't have any I, i i remember being so angry at those movies for uh for like being the way that they were and sucking so bad and again i hated reloaded only after revolutions like it was a you made it bad in retrospect thing and now watching them again i had you know i didn't watch them for like 10 years watching them again i was like i have no idea what the hell my problem was these are both very good movies i i feel like um i really liked reloaded because like um I think it's the best action-wise out of all of them. It has the best... Oh, absolutely. The best fucking action And it has the scene. best score. Like, the fucking... Uh, the Mona Lisa Overdrive that plays during the whole highway sequence. Oh, God, Don yeah. Davis fucking yeah. touched by God to yeah, make that song. Absolutely. Um, but, like, a lot... I, I feel like it was, like, there was a lot of backlash around Matrix Reloaded when it first came out. But now it's, like... In the past, like, couple weeks with the new trailer, a lot of people are coming out of the woodwork to be like, actually, Matrix Reloaded rules. All of you were just full of shit. Um... Yeah, Reloaded is it definitely fucking rules. And I loved it when it came out. I only, it was, uh, like I said, I saw Revolutions and hated it for reasons unknown to me as an adult and felt like because Revolutions was bad, clearly Reloaded must have been bad also. I don't know. I was yeah. I was like 16. I didn't have a fully functioning I, brain yet. I need to, I need to rewatch them because it is uh, all, all of them or at least the first one because it is, it has been a long fucking time since I've watched them. And also it's and also like the fact that now it's widespread, like known that it's like a trans right, allegory. Everyone knows. I saw this tweet the other day. It's so fucking funny. That was like uh, I, I actually screenshotted it to show Indy because I was uh, she was busy, like fighting a boss or whatever. And uh, I didn't want to distract her. So I screenshotted it to save her to, to show her later. And I was like, this is the truest, funniest fucking thing. Oh, okay, this I think I know what by, it is. <laughs> this tweet is by at dot matrix M-A-E-T-R-I-X. 1999, hundreds of boys queuing up to go see The Matrix. 2021, hundreds of those same girls queuing up to go see The Matrix. Yep. It's like, that's just, if if that ain't the truth, I know so many trans people who were obsessed with The Matrix, and I was like, you know what? (laughs) 
fully tracks 100 there i i yeah i like them and i didn't even like have a sniff of being queer back then but like yeah yeah same i was like 13 yeah so, like, but now yeah. it's like uh, i feel like now if i watch them i'm just gonna cry which which sure yeah let's go are they on? Yeah, get them I, out. I think they might be on Netflix, so that might be easy. I to like... have them all on DVD, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to have them on. on DVD. I would love to have them on DVD. It's just like you know, I'm unemployed currently, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these are you know these are my old DVDs that I've just had since. Well, forever. yeah. If you don't have the DVDs though, you are missing out on the MTV Music Video Awards Matrix parody video, <sighs> which is still really fucking funny I've... with Justin Timberlake and that guy from American Pie whose name I never remember. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yeah. but like, I'm it's... I'm also pretty sure somewhere among all my shit, I have a copy of the Animatrix DVD. So, I. Um... For reasons I don't understand, I've actually never seen any of the Animatrix. I've read all the synopses, but I like I never got into watching them. I played Enter the Matrix. I played the Matrix online. The Animatrix is like the only part of the extended universe that I never did anything with, which is weird because by all accounts they fucking rule. Yeah. Uh man, we really got diverted from Perfect Dark here, but that's fine. Well, it's all cyberpunk. Listen, it it, it it's all cyberpunk. It's all in it's all in the same bucket. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> by, by the way, speaking of cyberpunk. <laughs> Did you see the latest patch? It just makes the game wet. No, what? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I saw a Polygon story about it. As Please, I was wait, wait, this is stuff. breaking news. Breaking news. Excuse yeah. me. Tell me about this. Hold on, hold on. We might have to crop out me looking through my. <laughs> no, it's uh, fine. <laughs> my tweets to find it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Cyberpunk 2077 patch makes its roads wet again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, patch 1.31 fixed a bug in the wet surfaces system. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Okay, you can get uh, it on PS4 used on Gamefly for $15. Wow. Yeah, here. Uh, this is the tweet that I was talking about. Tweeted by at Waffleman. CDPR releases a cyberpunk patch. I ask if it's creepy or wet. They don't understand. I pull out an illustrated diagram explaining what is creepy and what is wet. They say, quote, the visuals have improved. It's wet. And then they link to the Polygon article. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but also, like, cyberpunk isn't a thing we talk about now. Um, it, the, no, I'm beyond talking or thinking about cyberpunk. Well, we're due, we have to talk about, like, uh, the actual thing, which is, are the Anthem servers still up? <laughs> They are, in fact, still up. All right. You've checked recently. Yes. Mm. I still play Anthem, unfortunately, for everybody. Excuse involved. me, what? Yeah. Wait, excuse Hold on, hold on, hold on. I didn't know this. What? When's, yeah. when's the last time you played Anthem? Um, I last played Anthem a week and a half ago. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yep. I am pleased to report that quick play does work now. Um, oh, thank that's, God. That's pretty much all I do. Like, Just that's the only in way you're time. Gonna... I know, right? That's the, by the skin of their teeth, right before it became irrelevant. That's the only way you're going to really be able to play with other people is, is quick play. So I just do quick play for a while and like, you know, oh my. see what other people are up to. What are we doing today? Oh, my fucking God. Ugh. And it seems I really do feel like, well, A, it's funny when you're doing quick play and it's still only like two or maybe three people. Like you still can't even get a full party that way. But B, like, 
it it really does seem like when you when you're doing quick play, everybody is like genuinely excited to see everybody else. There's no voice chat or anything. I, I mean, I guess maybe there is. I don't know. But there's a uh, right. there's no like text chat. There's just the emotes and the standard like you know good job, thank you commands that you can give out. But it everybody does genuinely seem to be like oh th- a sign of life. Somebody else in this horrible wasteland, <laughs> and it's just this nice little like with the body language that we are allotted little camaraderie of like yep we're still in this hellhole together man i didn't get any of that when we were playing but also i yeah, well i no I, reason to i was kind of yeah. just trying to get in and get out with that game. yeah I was... you you played exactly as much uh anthem as you needed to well more than you needed to to be fair so. i played it for coverage to yeah. to use journalism terms here i played it for coverage <laughs> so, so. it was for content yeah oh I, I told you I don't like calling her shit content. Oh God. Anyway, um, we should we should wrap up with Perfect Dark. Um, sure. This is a um, this is a pod about Perfect Dark. Uh, technically, I don't think I based on what I was looking at when that announcement dropped in the first place for the Game Awards or whatever, where they played the Perfect Dark trailer. I actually don't think Rare is involved in any way. Really? Um. I, I think that this is a case where Microsoft, who has the license now, decided to finally do something with it, but gave it to somebody else. Which, fair, Rare is very busy with Sea of Thieves. But, like... <laughs> wait, wait, and, are and they I just also, the Sea of Thieves developer now? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, after Perfect Dark, they didn't release a good game until Sea of Thieves. So, yeah. They are wow. the Sea of Thieves studio, unless they wow. do something else notable. Every yeah. Banjo-Kazooie um, <laughs> of a player listening to our podcast is so pissed off now. Did Banjo-Kazooie come out after Perfect Dark? Um, Nuts and Bolts did. Hmm. Oh, right. Uh, not Perfect Dark. Conquer's Bad Fur Day, sorry, was their last good game. Because they came out after Perfect Dark. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I still need to... Because they got sold right after Conquer's yeah. Bad Fur Day. Um, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm checking the Xbox website. And, like, yeah, all that's here is just the Perfect Dark logo in front of a red curtain? Uh, well, the all the marketing for the game in Japan was actually super fucking cool, and I think the game was actually called Red and Black there. Um, but all the marketing is all very red and black, and all the art is very red and black, so maybe they're going to try to lean into that for this new one. Weird. Um, I didn't know that about it. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, oh yeah, coming day one to Xbox Game Pass. Hmm. hmm. Oh, well, I mean, that makes sense when you're owned by Microsoft. Yes, of course. Get an get an Xbox. No, you're you're a PlayStation person. I am a PlayStation person. Yeah. Um. God. Anyway, that's um. So you have no. There's no. I was gonna say. Do you want to speculate on this? But there's literally nothing to speculate. There's just a logo. <laughs> yeah, there sure isn't. There's a logo. There's. I mean, I'm looking at the site. There's not even a developer on this site here. Like, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing for this. Um. Oh, here we go. We, Every, from August 11th, everything we know so far. The original, what's the release date? <laughs> Fucking nothing. 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 What okay, platform? It looks like it was still called Perfect Dark in Japan, but I am correct about all the art being like completely different. The Japanese box art is way better as usual. Mm-hmm. But um, oh um, you, before we wrap up, you should talk about like the shit you did in the, in the uh, Carrington Institute. <laughs> So something that they did leave in, um, they didn't, I don't know, this is, for something like this, I don't know if they genuinely didn't know this was a thing you could do, so didn't think of any re- way to fix it, any reason to fix it, or they just left it because they were like, well, this is single player, it's harmless. I never know. But in the Carrington Institute, which is, for people who don't know, it's uh, 
when you start up the game, you can go into single player and play the missions like the game. You can go into combat simulator and play challenges or multiplayer, or you can back out of all of that and wander around the Carrington Institute map, which is like your home base. And there's NPCs there. You can do uh, um, uh, shooting training, target training to, with every gun to unlock other shit. Anyway, um, you can also wander around the whole place, basically. So in the basement area, there is a floating crate you can pick up and take with you to the um, shooting range area. Now the shooting range area, the door closes when you're in the shooting range, so you can't leave with any weapons. But what you can do is you can put a crate, that, that moving crate, in the door so the door doesn't close. Oh if you God. leave, you will unequip the weapons. But you can shoot through the doorway. And so what you can do is you can throw knives and uh, shoot crossbow bolts into the two NPCs in that room. <laughs> <laughs> and fill them full of... Uh, you know, crossbow bolts and knives, which we would do just for fucking an hour for fun. Um, and you can also uh, throw um, mines and stuff out there and blow up all the glass. They can't die, but you can blow up all the glass and destroy all the lights and stuff. Something else you can do is, um, I don't know if you can move this, the couches or what, but there was a way to keep the door outside open as well. And what we would do is we would uh, use the use the the slayer alt fire the fly by wire rocket to fly around with a rocket and destroy stuff in the rest of the institute blow up lights destroy computers (laughs) (laughs) just for fun so i uh i sent eli a picture of um one of the guys from the combat or from the target practice room filled with knives and crossbow bolts in his body oh Um, my god because that's that's just a that's just a, a close to my heart thing that we would do for hours and i had paintball mode on um, but I don't, I don't know if that impacted this or if they specifically changed this only. But he didn't have any blood on him. Whereas on the N64 version, like they get gnarly. Like this dude would be covered in his own blood, and there'd be blood everywhere. God. <laughs> so the N64 version, I will say, other than the fact that the controls are obviously very difficult if you um, are used now to twin stick games, um, the the N64 version is still the better version. Like unabashedly, it runs yeah. better. It's got more fun stuff in it. Like the models look better. Unironically, they just do. Yeah, because they were designed it's, for it. Like yeah, the it's, the fact it's just, that if you have both available to you, and it's like no, never mind. Um, which one is easier to play? Like if they're both at hand, I would say play the N sixty four version, even yeah. if you have to emulate it. You know, it's. I mean, that's something to be said that like uh, games preservation. It's not just enough to like make the game like playable. It's like. Sometimes you want something, something, the experience of something has to be like it was when it first like came out. And it's like, um, it's like, uh, how like, um, a lot of like, uh, older video games, like pixel based video games were designed with CRT televisions in mind. Um, and the artwork was designed, was designed as such because they were expecting like, you know, the picture to be a little bit blurry and like blurred the exit edges of the pixels. So And that might be the case here because it's like all these things are very like low resolution, but like with the blurry textures of the N64, it makes sense. When you upscale it all to high resolution, <laughs> it 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 just looks HD ugly. Yeah, and it's not just that; it's also that like they redid you know all the models, they retextured everything, and it just doesn't it doesn't have as much flavor. Like it, it really doesn't. So much more generic, and I think Cassandra DeVries really is like the best example. Because the, the Xbox version of her is just, like, some random old lady with short, close-cropped blonde hair. She looks like any bitch. 
but the N64 version, like, her hair is big and asymmetrical. Like, it's a, it's like a trapezoid on top of her head. And it just gives her so much attitude that she's completely lacking yeah. in the Xbox 360 version. And like, completely, at least for me, it changes the way I imagine her character. Yeah. It's, details like that are important, honestly. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I'm, I'm, I have my Xbox on right now, and I am just gonna go ahead and uninstall Perfect Dark Zero. Um, yeah, good call. Because I had a moment where I was like, because I've kind of like plinked, plinked away at it, like here and there. Like it was just like, mm-hmm. all right, I need to at least get through this first level. It's like, okay, maybe I need to get through the second level, and it just was so. The second level is I meant to just keep this in cold open, but it just keeps sneaking back in like this. <laughs> The second level is literally the first thing you have to do is you have to find a guy with binoculars and lock onto him and identify him. But if you get spotted by somebody, you they they start shooting you, and it's just it just feels bad. This is the second mission, and it's just like oh, you have to do this yeah. spy stuff while you're dressed casually, and it's just it just sucks. It just absolutely yeah. sucks. Ugh. Bad job. Yeah, great work with that. Anyway, it's still it's deleted. Hopefully, the new one isn't bad. Uh, We'll yeah. we'll see in twenty twenty four or however long it I takes. Guess. And I have I have no idea what to expect from it because like so much has happened in video games in the interim that like it could just be a straight up shooter. They could try to pull some stealth stuff. Uh, you know, I'm imagining for better or for worse, probably for worse. I'm imagining like a StarCraft Ghost kind of situation oh, where God. it's like six of one, half a dozen of the other. But I don't I don't want to put that vibe out there because you know StarCraft Ghost never happened. Yeah. So and and also like. Like I've said like a couple of times now is the perfect dark on N64 was as good as it was going to get like that yeah. was and nowadays you could not like, do a shooter better on the N64 pre- precisely, you know, um, and then like they did perfect dark zero on 360 and it's like, no, you guys got left behind like first yeah. person games have gotten a lot better than than this yeah. here you're. You've you've taken this N64 game, done the bare minimum to get it up to Xbox 360, and tried some stuff with it that just did not work. Yeah, um, went went right by you. You yeah. you missed you missed the mark on this one. And now it's like now we're like go fifteen like fifteen years later, and they're announcing like another one, which will be like maybe seventeen years but later. And it's like there's been a lot of fucking advancements in game in gameplay and everything. And it's like. Do we need another Perfect Dark? Do we need a game in that old style? More than likely not, which means that it's yeah. going to be something different. It has to be something different. Which I hope. Which then, yeah, but it's, it's going to be something different, which is like, is that going to alienate fans of the old game? More than likely. So I feel it depends on how different. Because I feel like the people who were fans of the original game, like we're all whole ass adults now. Some were adults even then. And I feel like, you know, it's not like you play Perfect Dark and then you never played anything else. I feel like the, ideally, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, this is perhaps me putting too much credit toward gamers, but ideally the thought would be, you know, if if we made, if Perfect Dark had been made anew right now, if it never existed in the first place, what game would it be? Like how, what kind of game would it be? That's um, what they should do this time. That's I, what I think. While I haven't played it, um, honestly, like I've seen like videos of it and everything, I think if Perfect Dark was made today, it would be Deathloop. Like, I Deathloop is the only thing that's that's made me consider getting a PS5 before they've been out for like three years. Because Deathloop, I haven't seen any gameplay, but I saw the like the you know the announcement trailer, and I was like, this looks like it's going to be really stupid fun. It's I've seen like gameplay from it. And it's like um, we talked about Immersive Sims with the System Shock uh, episode. Yeah. Um, 
this game is basically like um a what's the what's the word I'm looking for a uh, optimiz not optimization but like it's um a refinement there we go this game like from what I've seen Deathloop is a refinement of the immersive sim formula um, I'm totally down for that like they like you know how we safe scummed a bunch in System Shock they mm-hmm. have essentially designed a game so that there isn't safe scumming and you don't miss it yeah which is a big sounds accomplish- awesome honestly yeah so um it is on PC I believe. Um, oh really? Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll get it for PC. Let me let me see. I, for some here. reason, I thought it was a PS5 exclusive. It is. Um, it's okay. The way, the way it is is that, like even though Bethesda is owned by uh oh, pff, hold on. Even, I'm looking at a Kotaku article. Even beefy rigs aren't saving Deathloop from PC issues. Um, <laughs> just turn all the settings down. Everybody's like, I, somebody was com- was uh, like, oh, I, you should play Final Fantasy on the computer like I do because I have based graphics. And I'm like, bro, my eyes don't work. I don't give a shit. It could look like an N64 game. I'd still be having a great time. Yeah. So just turn your graphic settings down, everybody. It's not that important. <laughs> oh, no, it's uh, I think it's like beyond like that. Um, Game's just great. Just optimized really bad. There we go. That's yeah, well, that's a st- that. That sucks. And that does happen, you know, uh, fucking, what was it, Oblivion with their memory leak yeah, problem exactly. that would just explode your computer. Mm-hmm. It just happens. It happens yeah. to the best of us. Um, That's fair. I, if that is truly the problem, I am sorry for being so catty about it, <laughs> but I do still stand by the fact that graphics are not, like, you know, don't buy a 4K TV. Your eyes aren't that good. I don't care who you are. You're wasting money. No, I, I 1080p understand. is fine. Listen, I, I, I notice and I love you. Um <laughs> 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 But yeah, like it's so. It, honestly, I'm thinking about it now. It's like, yo, perfect dark immersive sim would be really fucking good, actually. That would be dope. It would be really good. Like, uh, uh also, like it's a uh, the other thing with Deathloop. I heard a lot of comparisons, uh, comparing it to Hitman. If you mm-hmm. know about that or well, played that, I oh yeah, I I have the the original Hitman PS2 collection, and um, I I first played Hitman 2 Silent Assassin on the Xbox like on a whim and just fell in love with it. I yeah. love the Hitman games. I say that I haven't played the new ones either of them. The new ones um, are even better. Like, I know I've heard literally nothing but effusive praise, and they look like a great time. But I just have that like after Absolution was like such a mess story wise. I know that literally they went like went back to the stuff and their whole thing. Everyone was like ignore Absolution. This is great. I have no reason not to have played them. Other than like, a there's just still still that tiny little nagging bit that's like, but what if I don't like it? But more importantly, like, I already have so much other stuff I'm doing, and I know I will fall back into the hitman hole and just do like I'll call out of work and be like, I can't. I'm sorry. I have to find a way to kill this man with an explosion because it would be really funny. I'll so play it too. I, uh, oh no! I actually think I have them both free now because they have both at this point been PS Plus games. Mm. Hitman 2 is the PS Plus free game for this year. Hitman 2, Hitman in all caps to differentiate it from Hitman 2 Silent Assassin. Yeah, yeah. Like, like and nowadays if you're talk- talking about it, it's like, yeah. No. Well, there, Hitman 3 came out this year too, so. Incredible. Yeah. I just I I do I love I love that for IO Entertainment. Like they mm. they bought themselves out of their contract with whoever it was. It was um, Square. And managed, it was Square, yeah, and managed to take the license with them. And what they have done with it is be like, sorry, we fucked up Hitman. We'll make it make it right back to basics. And then they did. Like, love that for them, yeah. genuinely. And also, like, if you get, like, Hitman 3, it includes, like, the levels from the previous games. 
Like yeah, they're they're killing it. They yeah, really are. Honestly, I say again, having not played the new ones, but like it, I have, uh, I, I haven't played I, much of them, but like I have like played some of them and watched like my roommate play through them, and it's they're so you like you like them a lot. Fun. This is yeah, what yeah, this yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I mean though. It's like this is the competition Perfect Dark is up against. Like yeah, like you if they're going to make it like sneaky, they're gonna get comparisons to like Hitman and like other games, Metal Gear Solid, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Less Hitman because Hitman is more like you are an assassin right, very and deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. you are a spy but mm-hmm. but nevertheless like the if they're trying to do even a little bit of open world stuff i think hitman is is definitely the, yeah. the bar to match or if like you're a, trying to do open world many variables kind of thing yeah or like um or like a game like dishonored or something like that too so yeah 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 um there's a there's a lot like stacked against like perfect dark here so they really like the worst thing they can do is just make like a boring retread of the game they've already made, which there's a very real chance. There's a very real chance that that's what they'll do. Well, yeah, they might lean on the nostalgia too much. I think it would be more offensive to me as a fan and as somebody who obviously loves Perfect Dark and has very fond memories of it. And, you know, I read the comics, I read the books, which most people don't even know about. Like, I very big fan of the Perfect Dark series. It would be more offensive to me if the game was just fine like if it were just boring instead of if it were bad mm-hmm. like if it was bad because it aimed for something it could not meet like it tried and failed i think i would prefer that to like a movie tie-in basically quality of video game where it's like you didn't even try it's just not good that would be mm-hmm. worse i think yeah um for a wrap up uh please look at this joanna dark statue i just found okay <laughs> It's it. This article says <laughs> the N64 version of Joanna Dark. I'm sure. Oh, uh, this this I... might this might be the thumbnail. <laughs> this looks truly like uh, God. <laughs> God. Fair enough. If you have questions after having listened to this episode, you can tweet them to us at Game of the Queer or send us an email at Game of the Queer at gmail.com what is uh what's that address again game of the queer at gmail.com that's game of the queer at gmail.com email heard... us any video game question honestly yeah like it's we we don't get emails but if we did like we would we would answer whatever shit you want to send us we'll answer we would it. have a fucking segment even we would have a segment i'd do an entire episode of emails if we had enough like honestly there you go um as long as they're we'll... related to video games in some way <laughs> And yeah, at least at least tangentially, like you, I'm saying this like <laughs> yeah. we didn't have a 20 minute diversion, right, 20 into minute the conversation about the Matrix. Yeah. yeah, although to be fair, the Matrix is more than tangentially related to video games. Like the Matrix is a video game movie. If there were a Matrix Matrix video game, that had come first. I mean, there was a Matrix video game. There were several. I said that had come first. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh. All right. I just feel like there's a parallel universe somewhere where the Matrix is based on a specific video game and is like considered the best video game to movie adaptation that there ever has been or will be. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm going to put it out there. If there was another universe where the Matrix is based on a video game, it would have been on the Dreamcast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can agree with that wholeheartedly. Would have been a Dreamcast. Video game.